back. If you don't talk back, I think you're asleep or angry with me, okay? So there's a story about a Texas man. He was very, very wealthy. He was in the oil business, or they say in Texas, oil. He was in that business. Uh, And on his large ranch, he had a huge swimming pool. And he would throw these lavish parties on their ranch. And uh, there was one time, and he said this at every single party he had, he made a deal with them. If anybody can swim across this pool to me, I'll give them either my antique car collection, which would be awesome, half of his estate, like his, his ranch, or $2 million cash. Sounds like a pretty good deal. And then he said, but there's two gators that live in the bottom of the pool. No one's ever taken me up on this. And so he turns back around, and all of a sudden he hears a splash. And he looks back, he sees this person frantically trying to get across the pool. He gets across the pool, and it's this guy, and he's fully dressed. He's like, what, do you, this is the, I don't know what to do. This is the first time anyone's ever done this. Uh, wh- what do you want? Do you want my cars? The guy goes, no, no. Okay, do you want half my ranch? No, I don't want that either. Oh, you want the $2 million cold cash. Let me go get it. No, I don't, I don't want that. Well, what do you want? I want to know who pushed me. Some of you are here today because you got pushed. You don't know why you're here. Maybe you were bribed with brunch. Maybe you were bribed with, uh, they have donut holes, or we can get our pictures taken, or you were guilted because it's just something you do on Easter, or maybe you don't even know it's Easter. You just showed up because it's Sunday and you're giving it a shot and happened to be the same time everybody else went too. Ever gone to the store at that time? Everyone goes at the same time. Maybe you're here because of that, but however you're here, why ever you're here, I'm glad you are. Today is a special day. Easter's the day where we celebrate the empty tomb. It's, it's, it's an important day for Christians. Jesus was dead on Friday. He was laid in the tomb. He laid there all day Saturday and rested. It was the Sabbath day. He rested. And then early on Sunday morning, he rose from the dead. It sounds weird. It's a weird belief. It's okay to be honest because dead things don't usually rise from the dead. Uh, three days in the grave usually means you're there for a while and you're not getting out. But on Sunday morning, the grave was empty. It's true, it's a fact, it changed the world that day, and it's been changing lives ever since, even today. We have faith that hinges on this day, that hinges on the resurrection. The Apostle Paul puts it this way in 1 Corinthians, it'll be on the screen behind me. If corpses can't be raised, then Christ wasn't, because he was indeed dead. And if Christ wasn't raised, then all, you are, all you're doing is wandering about in the dark, as lost as ever. It's even worse for those who died hoping in Christ and resurrection, because they're already in their graves. If all we get out of Christ is a little inspiration for a few short years, we're a pretty sorry lot. But the truth is that Christ has been raised up, the first in a long legacy of those who are going to leave the cemeteries. Today matters. I love that last line. For those who are going to leave cemeteries. Because Christ rose, so will we. We have hope. Today matters. Today the resurrection matters. The empty tomb means that we can have new life, not just for a few hours, because it lasts. It's not something that happened years ago. It's something that is still happening today in lives across the world. 
Easter is happening all around us, and perhaps Easter is for you today. Whether you've been pushed into the swimming pool today, or whether you've come every week and been a Christian for decades, Easter is for you. Perhaps Easter is a call for you to believe, or if you believe, it's a reminder of you to wake up and have a resurrection moment in your life. The resurrection power of the Holy Spirit is available. Because of Easter, we find three things. We find wonder. We can, and that, that wondering teaches us to remember. And that remembering calls us to believe. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Luke 24. It's an obvious story for today. It's the story of the empty tomb. We're just going to be there for a few minutes. Uh, I'm going to read the first couple lines to it. They'll be on the screen if you don't have your Bibles. On the first day of the week, that would have been Sunday. Today's the first day of the week, not tomorrow. Very early in the morning, the women took spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this. First of all, the women were the first to find out. They're the smarter ones, guys. They were the first to see this happening. They went to the tomb expecting to mourn. They brought spices. It's, it's kind of like the last visit before everything is sealed away. They brought spices to anoint the body, to, to cover up the foul stench of decomposing flesh. It's graphic. That's what they were doing. They took spices that morning. They went to pay their final, expects, uh, their final respects. They were walking in sadness. They felt pain that day. They wanted to be near Jesus. But they walk up, and he's not there. I imagine the confusion. The word wondering there is the Greek word orepo. Do you want to say it? Orepo. Way to go. You guys are good. Never take a Greek class. The, uh, the, it means this. It means to stand in doubt. It means to be perplexed. The women are standing there, scratching their heads, wondering what in the world happened here. Did we go to the wrong tomb? Did we go to the, is this the right one? I mean, the stones moved. Did, did we make a wrong turn at the other tomb? How did we get here? They're standing there and they're wondering. Did the body get stolen? Did they move it for security reasons? What happened here? Dead bodies don't go missing in that day. But here's something that we can learn from this. Their wonder and their doubt led them to keep searching. Notice they didn't go, oh, wonder what happened? All right, whatever, let's go home. No, they kept looking. Their doubt began their search for us. Many of us have doubts, and our doubts stop us from looking. We can say, I doubt this, therefore I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to believe it. I have a doubt. But their doubt, their wonder, I wonder what happened, made them go a little further. Then the verse continues, suddenly two men in clothes gleamed like lightning and stood beside them. In their fright, I would be scared too. The women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? The question the angels ask gets me every time. Why are you looking for living things where there's dead things? But another thing gets me there. They, the angels didn't say, oh, you morons, what are you doing looking here? Come on, don't doubt. They weren't shamed because of their doubt. They weren't ridiculed because of their doubt. They weren't uh, reprimanded because of their doubt. 
It, it's a, they were affirming, they were looking, it was a comforting way for the angels to talk to them. Your doubts, the doubts didn't stop them and the angels didn't yell at them. Their search was good. It was good that they were searching. What was corrected in them is you're searching, great. You're looking in the wrong place. You're looking for the living, absolutely. You're looking for life, but it's not found in a cemetery. Many of us today are searching for answers. We're, our lives, and we're looking for things, we're looking for things to fill our lives. But the truth of the matter is we're looking in the wrong place. We're, we're expecting to find different answers. We keep falling into the patterns that we have in our lives, hoping that this search or, or this result or this person will bring us a different end to our wondering. But has it worked before? I had a therapist in college, and, and she, was, she had me go through a bunch of stuff that I was doing, and her question was this, how's that working out for you? And the answer was, it wasn't. We're searching for life in dead places. Like the angel said today, we're looking in the wrong spots. We're looking in the cemetery, and we'll never find life there. If you're looking for life in relationships, you'll never find it there. If you're looking for life in your identity, you're not going to find it there either. If you're looking for life in popularity, nope. If you're looking for life in the likes you get on Instagram or Facebook or being an, uh, an influencer, it's not going to be there too. If you're looking for life in money or bank balances or job positions, it's never going to be there. Every time, you might get a short dose of, oh, that feels good, but it won't last. If you're looking for hope in these places, you're looking for hope in the dead places. And hear what the angel says to you. Your search is good, but you're looking in the wrong spot. The only thing that can break the search and break the cycle of monotony with your search is Jesus. Jesus says it this way, John 10.10. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and, and have it to the full. There's two words of life in Jesus' day. The first word is bios. We get biology. I was terrible at that class. They wouldn't allow me to, to cut the frog. My, my teacher didn't like me. Uh, so we have bios. The other word that we have is zoe. We all have bios. Check your pulse. Are you breathing? Bios, you're alive. Zoe is a different kind of life. It's a life that's genuine, a life that's true, a life that's active and vigorous, devoted and blessed. You have life, but do you have life? Your search might bring you something. You might be alive when you're searching, but is it fulfilling? Does it bring you joy? Does it bring you a joy that doesn't last? Zoe life is only found in Jesus the wonder that you have, the wonder that you're all looking for in the middle of your search can only be completed when you search in the right spot. It's only completed in Christ. You have wonder, and your wonder teaches us to remember. Remember to enter into the life for which you were created. Look back at the passage. It says in verse six, he is not here. He has risen. This is the angels talking. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The son of man, that's Jesus, must be delivered over to the hands of sinners to be crucified on the third day and, and to be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Repetition is important. It's important to repeat things. Did we see the repetition in here? Remember what he told you. 
And then the very last part, and then they remembered. Jesus had been leaving breadcrumbs all the way through his ministry that this was going to happen. He says earlier in Luke 9, 22, the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law. Then he must be killed. And on the third day, he'll be raised to life. In John 11, Jesus says, I'm the resurrection. I'm the life. No one who believes in me, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. So the women were looking and then the angel says, remember to remember, remember what he said, remember this was going to happen and there's going to be life after death. We forget things. People are very forgetful. I go to the store, and if I don't have a list, I come back with the most random assortment of everything. I go for eggs, I come back with bagels and cream cheese and, and regular cheese, and there's always Oreo cookies, and there's just a bunch of stuff except for eggs. I get home, and Carrie looks at me and goes, you spent $80, but you didn't get what we needed. You forgot. We forget. We're forgetful. We forget and we start searching for things in the wrong places. We start searching for answers. The angel comes and reminds us here, remember. Remember what Jesus tells you. Remember what he told you. Remember in your searching, you're not going to find it unless you're searching in Christ. We forget. We get lost. And we need to be reminded of Jesus' words in order to have the life that we need We need to remember to look at the one who can only bring us that life. When we're met with wonder, in our wonder, it causes us to remember and then it leads us to believe. Last part, Luke 24, 9. When they came back from the tomb, they told all of these things to the 11 and all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and then the others who told them, who told this to the disciples. There's a lot going on here. The women are met in wonder. They remember Jesus' words. They're the first ones to believe. They're the first messengers. In this culture, at this time, if you wanted to write a compelling story, you wouldn't have a group of women tell what happened. They weren't the believable kind. That's what was going on. And so we can look at this and go, if they, if they were making this up, the disciples would have been the first ones to meet Jesus. They're not making this up. The women were the first ones. It was not a prideful thing for the disciples to say, this group of women told me about this. But there's something going on here. There's a story in the very beginning of the Bible called Genesis. Genesis 3, the first person that was cursed, or the last person that was cursed, was women, Eve. She ate the apple. And and it's been a fight ever since, right? Who did it? Whose fault was it? We go back and forth. It was our fault, guys. Don't worry. But this is the very first story. She's the last one who's cursed. The last one who's cursed. Notice with me, who's the first one redeemed? Women. The stories match. A woman in the garden in the very beginning receives the curse. A group of women in a garden tomb receives the restoration. The last one cursed, the first one restored. This tells us this, in the places in our hearts with the longest history of pain, in the places in your hearts with the longest history of doubt, shame, fear, those are the places where Jesus begins to rewrite your story. 
in the places that have been dark for so long, in the places where you think that your story has stopped, Jesus begins writing a better one in that spot first. The restoration comes to the darkest places, but we have to let him. The women believed. They ran back. They got the apostles, the 11 others, the disciples. They were hiding out, but they did not believe the women in verse 11 because their words seemed like nonsense. Peter, however, and I like the way Peter kind of slipped Luke a $20 bill, make me look good. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what would would happen, what had happened here. Sometimes the best news is the most unbelievable news. Peter wondered what was happening He runs to the tomb. He goes inside. He goes one step further than the women did. The women were stopped by an angel. Peter wasn't. He goes into the tomb, sees the linens lying there, and he walks away doing what? Wondering. It's the same word that the English word is the same that the women were doing. The women were standing outside wondering in doubt. The word here for Peter's wonder is the word thuamazo. That's a more fun one to say. Can you say thuamazo? Thuamazo, so you have a repo wonder, Thuamazo wonder, but this one is different. This one is, means to marvel, like the comic book. It means to marvel, it means to admire, it means to wonder or imagine what might come next. Peter's wondering led him to think of the newness of life that he could have. He believed that day, he saw the empty tomb. He believed and it led to an entire new way of life. The women wondered and they searched and they found and they were led to belief. Peter would later write this. Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come belief, come to belief. Whether you're in the middle of doubt, he wants you to believe. He's fine with your doubts. He's fine in those places that don't make sense. Keep searching. Or whether you're in the middle of belief and you're looking for newness, the empty tomb that morning brought hope. That empty tomb brought healing to two people in different places of their faith. I don't know what brought you here today. I don't know what pushed you to come but I do know why you're here. Perhaps you're tired of the endless searching and the meaningless results. Perhaps you're tired of the mediocre. Perhaps you're tired and you're done living life and you would rather be fully alive. Perhaps you've realized, whether subconsciously or consciously, that you're looking for life in the cemetery and you're never going to find it there. Perhaps today... You can come and you bring your bags of pain, your bags of shame, your bags of doubt, and you can exchange them today for wonder. Wonder at the possibility of new life. Wonder at the empty tomb and the way that things don't have to be like that anymore. We don't need to worry about death. Perhaps today you give Jesus a shot at answering some of the questions that you've been asking for the longest time. Our wonder leads us to remember, and our remembering leads us to belief. Will you pray with me? Jesus, we thank you 
that you're alive. And because of this life, we can have life. Death has been beaten. The grave has been defeated. We can have life everlasting. We thank you for your love to die on the cross for our sins so that we can be made whole again. And today, perhaps you want to pray this with me. Maybe you're tired of looking. Maybe today, and if you're in that place, maybe today repeat these words after me to yourself. Jesus, today I want to end my search. Today I want to leave it behind. I want to follow you. I'm lost without you. I need you. Start me on the new journey of life today. So God, for any of those who have prayed this prayer, Lord, I pray for them that they would begin searching in the right places. That they would look to you for life. In their doubts, they would keep looking, keep scratching, keep searching for the answers. But Lord, instead of searching for this temporary fulfillment that only leads to loneliness and shame and more guilt and more pain, God, I pray for them to look right at you first. Because in you, we will find life and we will find it to the fullest. We thank you. We praise your name today. You are risen indeed. In Jesus' name, amen. You were the word at the beginning.